The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am Mike Patria. I'm joined by my co-host over here, Andrew Hansen. Uh, Andrew, just getting out of work, getting home. How you doing tonight, man? Doing well, thanks. Yeah, we got some fireworks here late on Wednesday night with some big centers that I know you were paying close attention to, and uh, exciting lead-in to Halloween, the Halloween slate that we have. Yeah, and uh, we we're gonna have some discrepancy because uh, those who listened last show already know about our chicken soup bet, and it was Joel Embiid versus Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, they took the bet more serious than Coach and I did, but <laughs> yes, we, they did. <laughs> but we got to figure it out because, like, do we count the scores? Do we not count the scores? I mean, do we count haymakers as extra points? Do you know tackles to the ground? There's so many things that we have to dissect from the situation as there far really as is. what's going on with the chicken soup bet. So. We're gonna leave it at uh, you know as as a, a two to two tie right now uh, until we can until it's under review it's under league review so maybe we can get a couple of our uh, listeners to weigh in on the situation and what they feel maybe if we just do a standard little vote we'll know uh, but as a, but as of right now Andrew it's two to two yeah I think that's smart actually to review put the pause button on this for about twenty four hours we can we can revisit this on the Thursday night pod as we talk about the the Friday slate. Because, yeah, who knows about ejections, uh, well, suspensions, fines. I mean, then there's the Ben Simmons angle where he's in there choking. He's getting a choke in as well. So there's just so much going on there. <laughs> I, I was actually, uh, you know, talking to uh, a good a good buddy of mine over here on Twitter. He's a great writer. His name's Al Hunter. He, he writes in the, uh, you know, the fantasy world, doing a couple of drafts with him this season. Uh, he said the same thing. I, they're actually really good friends. So I, I'm looking at that as more of like hold him down because Cat was losing his mind and he was kind of, if you look closely from the other angle of the video, uh, you can kind of see him saying something like in his ear. I, th- I think he was just calming him down because I don't know if you remember this, last year there was that video that went uh, you know viral where it was Towns and Ben Simmons playing, I, I don't know if it was Fortnite or PUBG or one of, the video, one of those video games on uh, Xbox or PlayStation. And uh, they are talking about playing the Hawks tomorrow. And he was like, come on, just play one more game. And he's like, who do you, who you guys got tomorrow, the Hawks? And they're like, oh, you're good, man. Come on, you can stay up late. So I remember them joking around a little bit. I'm pretty sure these guys are friends. I don't think it was like a, he was trying to choke them out kind of scenario. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. It looked like Cat was sort of, you know, trying to grab it and Bede's legs. And, and Simmons was just kind of holding him back under the pile there. Yeah, he was trying at least, but... Um, uh, and you brought it up a little bit before. This is this is being recorded on Wednesday night, so this is going to be for the Halloween pod, like Andrew said, for the thirty first. So uh, we like to just give that little precursor. You know, you're not on the wrong day just because we're saying the wrong day. We're just trying to kind of line things up. Uh, before we go any further, I just want to say a big thank you to our presenting sponsors. Uh, you know, the guys over there at Fantasy Draft, absolutely phenomenal. Go check them out. They got the greatest uh, rake free and the only rake free. Uh, games right now and you know they're the ones that are also supporting our coaches challenge Andrew we got that going on right now uh looks like we had about, I think about 30 what was it 39 39 entries 39 yep all together so you know everybody's pretty lumped up right now there's still a few games we're recording it at about 10:22 eastern standard time right now so uh the last game of the night is going to be starting pretty shortly so we're going to we're going to see I mean I I had a couple good plays you know you know what it was Andrew my studs let me down all my all my value plays all the guys the ancillary pieces 
um, are crushing for me. It's, you know, playing Westbrook and Giannis getting into foul trouble. And, you know, the, the guys I paid up for are the ones burning me. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Westbrook, um, a little bit underwhelming. But I, you know what I did? I took one of your wild card plays that coach tried to bat down, the Isaiah Thomas play. It's got me 34 fantasy points at 10% ownership. He can he can do that, man. Uh, I was trying to say that you know it's he's getting that second uh, that second unit usage, that bench usage, and that's that's something I always try to you know target when I'm looking at guys who are just pure volume scorers, guys that could just come off the bench, play big minutes, and their one purpose when they bring these guys off the bench is to score. You know, you're Lou Williams, and I think Isaiah Thomas is going to kind of slide into that sort of role this season. Uh, you know, I don't, it, it, he him starting, he just gets picked on too much by the opposing starting point guard. It, teams know this by now, where I think him being a sixth man is probably the best role for his future. Uh, but you know what? It's like I said, you know, always do a, bit, a little bit of your own research. Wake up extra early in the morning. I know I'm always up uh, 5, 5.30 a.m. And the first thing I'm doing is I'm getting my Hawaiian Isles Kona coffee in my cup, Andrew. I don't know if you've had a chance to get any yet. Uh, but you're missing out if you haven't, you know, check them out at hawaiianisles.com or, you know, I just do it simply go on Amazon like everything else. Use your Amazon Prime account. You got the little drone to drop it off in front of your doorstep. Uh, and all you have to do is search Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. Um, we're also brought to you by mybookie.ag. And, you know, this is a fantastic site. Dan kind of is the one that turned me on to it to begin with. Uh, but, you know, you can actually they'll match up to $1,000 of your deposit right now, which is just absolutely insane when you think about it. A uh, very easy way. We talk about building your bankroll. You could just double it right off the rip. So all you have to do is use promo code today. That's T-O-D-A-Y to get that. And uh, I don't know, Andrew, have you heard about our new presenting sponsor? We've got to jump in on the club now, man, the Manscaped Club. Are you about oh, yes, I, ha- I have heard of that. I was I was distracted by your talk about doubling it right off the rip. I love that. I mean, what's what's more fun than that? And that bring, speaking into rip, we'll just bring that into the next segue of Manscaped. And if you don't want to you know, rip any hairs out when you're just shaving around. Uh, you know, they have this new lawnmower kind of clipper over there, man. I, I've heard nothing but good things. I'm waiting for mine to come in the mail. Uh, I have actually one of my buddies is, uh, you know, a semi-professional. Actually, I could say professional wrestler at this point. Grew up with him. He's, he's also sponsored by Manscaped. And, I, you know, I brought him to the side one day and I asked him, I was like, is it really good? Or are you just kind of speaking the promo talk? And he said, honestly, dude, I'm not in character. It's, it's phenomenal. So uh, right when he heard that, and that's why Coach said last podcast that I was going to be all excited about it, because I was just talking about this the other day. Uh, I think it's a hilarious concept, a wonderful product, and I'm looking forward to getting mine. So we got those out of the way, Andrew. Uh, We're going to bring them up probably again some other time in a little while, but until then, let's break down this three-game slate, man. Uh, We're going to start off with a game that we just saw the other night. I'll let you start off with whatever team you want, because I'm a gentleman, uh, as always. I try to be that, but you are the scholar, Andrew. So let's get your uh, let's get the information from you. Who do you want to start with, Heat or Hawks? You are a gentleman. Yeah, that's right. This is the home and home from Tuesday night. Um, let me talk about the. I want to talk about the Heat because there's a stat that jumped out at me, and I I, I, I try to look at all the box scores and I look for different things. You know, another thing that you if you just look at fantasy points and you look at how many points they scored, what you don't see is how many free throws did they make. How many free throws did they attempt? And when's the last time you saw three players on the same team attempt more than 10 free throws in a regulation game? Yeah, that doesn't happen often. No, it doesn't. And that's what happened with the Heat. Jimmy Butler went 10 of 15 from the line. Bam went 9 for 10. And Hero went 12 for 16 at the line. 
that is that is really noteworthy. And the, a couple of things that I take away from that are the aggressiveness of those players. So you love to see that with Hero, who's not a big guy, to get to the line 16 times. But then it just tells me that the Hawk defenders are young and really not making very good decisions. So something to keep an eye on. Um, but, you know, because it's a back-to-back and because Trey is out and, and you can go over that with the Hawks, I think this, you know, might be an easy game for the easy game for the Heat. Uh, I don't know if the Hawks will be able to keep it close. So I'm really not that interested in the Miami guys, um, primarily because of their price compared to the players in the next two games, the other two games on the slate. So, you know, Jimmy Butler at 15.1 is, you know, somebody that would be hard to fade on a three-game slate. But I really like Ingram in the next game at 14.6. So, you know, if it came down to those two guys, I'm probably going to go with Ingram in a a higher-scoring, faster-paced game. Even though the Nuggets are in that game, we, we can talk about that. But... You know, I really don't have much interest in the Heat um, unless it's like a one-off, you know, final guy to fit the roster. Yeah, I don't blame you. At the end of the day, I think it's kind of going to be a cakewalk for them as well. Uh, no Trey Young is a big, big blow to them. They, they're really going to be lacking offense. They're going to struggle to stay in this game, in my opinion. Um, but, you know, it, it is only a three-game slate, so if, if we're going to target this game, you really have to game script it, in my opinion. So if you're going to play as in the scenario that you think this game's going to stay close enough uh, where, you know, starters are still going to get good run into the fourth quarter, odds are you're going to want to have some John Collins on the Hawks, and you're going to want to either have some Bam or Butler combination, if not both. Uh, but, you know, if I'm taking the approach that this, they're going to take that steamroll effect, so the main guys I'm going to be looking at, would, you know, I think Tyler, Tyler Hero is still in play. Uh, his minutes probably a little bit more secure, knowing that he, you know he's not really looking at that starter's role regardless now with Jimmy Butler back. So I think he still sees some good fourth to- uh, fourth quarter time, knowing that he's young. They're still going to want to get him some more experience. Deion Waiters, um, I don't, I believe he's out, but he is reinstated with the team now, so he will eventually be back. Um, I don't think it's going to be for this game, but it's just going to be something to keep an eye on. As bad as he is as a basketball player, he's going to absorb minutes somewhere. So I'm keeping my eye on that. And I think uh, Kelly Olenek might come in as a little bit of an under-the-radar play. Uh, you know, he's, his minutes have been a little bit more up and down this season. But uh, this is a good matchup for him. I guess any center, any big going against the Hawks is a pretty good matchup. Uh, but if they wanted to limit Bam's minutes because of the blowout, uh, that's probably the first guy that they're going to be putting in there. So that's that's kind of my take with the Heat. But I think more of my interest, regardless of blowout, regardless of this game being close, would be on the Hawks just because of all the value and usage that's going to open up without Trey Young. And I think my, my number one play uh, from this game, uh, is, it's got to be Bembry. Uh, you know, he's going to probably see good run at the at the one. He's going to get good run with the twos. If there's a blowout, he's probably still going to see decent runs. So um, that's kind of my, my main ancillary piece I want to get from this team. I'm not really going to go cherry picking and play too many guys. I know there's going to be a lot of usage. I do think that you can look at a couple of the rookies if you want to look at Reddish. I like I prefer him over Hunter. I'm not really going to play Kevin Herter. Uh, just that minutes limit kind of scares me. I don't think they're going to rush him back from his minutes limit just because Trey Young got hurt. It, just, it, it literally probably makes uh, absolutely no sense. And then we, we're going to see some garbage run from Tyrone Wallace, especially if this game gets out of hand. He's really the only other point guard that they want to give any run to other than uh, Bembry. So the, I'm, I'm avoiding the front court absolutely, and I'm going to take the value from the guards because of Trey Young being out. Okay, yeah, really a lot of moving parts with the Hawks. Um, for me, I, I agree. Bembry's going to be highly owned. 
I might, if I'm going to play one Hawk, I might save a little money and go down to Jabari Parker. Now, I haven't heard anything yet about who's going to – have you heard who's going to start tomorrow? From everything I'm reading, there's no definite answer yet, but it's. Okay. Pro- I would expect it to probably be Wallace just to maybe keep Bembry in that bench role. Okay. Uh, that's that's kind of what I'm anticipating. That's what I'm hoping, at least. I'd rather have Bembry playing off the bench than with the starting lineup, personally. Um, that's kind of my view on that. But it could, I would expect one of those two. Yeah, so let's keep, an, let's keep our eye on that for news throughout the day. You and I can tweet that out if we see anything. Because if Bembry's in the starting lineup, then I like Jabari Parker even more. I feel like he's going to dominate the usage on the bench. So I, I really want to see the starting lineup to determine the value play for the Hawks. Um, one other comment on Reddish. Um, he's, he's a wild card that – that it'll be fun to watch to see if you know how he develops. 0 for, 0 for five on threes last time out, six assists and six turnovers. I, I was surprised by the six assists. Wasn't that surprised by the six turnovers? But at eight point nine, I, I, I don't plan on playing him. And if you want to pivot to somebody who's going to be low owned, if you want to take a tournament flyer at that price tag, you can get Derek White, who had a nice game for the Spurs last time out. So. Um, for me, possibly some Bembry, but, uh, you know, like I said, I'm going to keep my eye on the starting lineup and maybe go with Jabari Parker. Yeah, I don't knock you for it. I mean, one thing we also have to monitor is if Evan Turner is going to miss again, because Evan Turner sat out last game. I think it was Achilles soreness. Um, so if he sits again, th- then all the, everything we just said is absolutely probably going to 100% happen. Uh, I, I'm, I'm very, I'm very, very confident in saying, you know, those are the guys that you want to keep an eye on. But if Turner's playing, he's going to take on a lot of that point guard role too. Uh, it's just how, how often, how much does he play? Does this, is this Achilles soreness a real thing where they want to limit him or whatnot? But I can tell you now, uh, there's a pretty good differential from when, you know, we're looking at Trey Young off the court being on the court. Uh, what's, uh, you know, DeAndre Bembry, you know, comes immediately to average one, one DK point per minute. So. Uh, you know, guy playing 30 minutes at his price tag, even if he plays 25 minutes, if he's averaging one point per minute, we'll take that all day. Uh, Jabari Parker actually sees his, uh, you know, his usage goes up slightly and it's all, it's a small sample size. Let's be real. We're talking about 50, 60 minutes or something here. Um, but you know, he's actually seeing his, his points per minute decrease a little bit. So, um, I don't, I don't really know if there's much to read into that. Most likely not because of the sample size, but I think the Bembry's thing is something we can tell because he's going to be the one handling the ball mostly. Um, if he's in, you know, running the point and handling starting lineup. So, um, yeah. And the last note I'm seeing on hoop ball on Evan Turner is that he's doubtful. Okay. That's, that's Wednesday evening. So, uh, I think we can assume that he'll be out. Yeah. That's good to go then. Yep. I trust, I trust our hoop ball, uh, blurbers. I, I'm one of them. So <laughs> I guess I have to have the most faith in it. So I guess we're good. I'm good to go. I'm ready to move on to the next one, man. I think I don't want to keep beating the dead horse. We kind of both think it's going to go the same route of getting out of hand pretty early. So we're going to move right. on. 9.30 game, Nuggets versus Pelicans. This one's uh, taking place in New Orleans. So uh, start us off, Andrew. Okay. Yeah, I've, I have a, a lot of interest in this game. Um, it's the one I'm most interested in of the three. And the Nuggets are a slow pace, but... Pelicans are number three in pace, they're number 29 in defense, and they're number six in offensive efficiency. So the story with them is fast pace. They score a lot, but they give up a lot. And I think the Nuggets finally got right offensively against Dallas. You know, their starters played, you know, 30 minutes or more 
it's they they seem to have a little bit more of a standard rotation of starters and subs, and their their guy their wings started to put up you know the the types of numbers that we expect from Barton and Harris. So um, I, I I'm excited about this game, and so for the Pelicans, In- Ingram is number one for me at fourteen point six. He's he's the lock and load for me. I thought he looked excellent against Golden State. I think this is the best I've ever seen him play. I think he's playing his best ball ever. I think he's really rejuvenated down in New Orleans. So Ingram is going to be in all my lineups. And then the interesting story will be the bigs because Favors is is doubtful. So I'm going to assume that he's out. So then the question is, who are we going to start if we're the Pelicans? Who are we going to start against Jokic? Is it going to be Okafor, who – you know, should be quick enough to stay with Jokic. Uh, I guess we'll see. You know, the, that wouldn't surprise me. But I'd, I'd like to see Jackson Hayes play more minutes in this game. You know, against Golden State, he got 24 minutes. He put up a great numbers, 19-3, 1-1-1. And, and even if Hayes doesn't start, I'd like him coming off the bench against Plumley more than Melly. So we'll see what Coach Gentry does, but I really like Jackson Hayes as a tournament play here at 6.8. I could see him playing 24 minutes in this game. So I'm going to pay close attention to make sure that Favors is out and then see if Okafor is starting. Um, and even if Hayes isn't starting, I'm going to have a lot of a lot of him in my lineups. I like that Hayes call, man. He's someone that wasn't really on my radar. Um, you know, just yeah, I, I, I did notice that he had a great game. I just didn't really... You know, think too much of it, kind of glanced over it, and I'm glad you brought it back up because if he's playing 24, 25 minutes, that's something that we definitely need to keep an eye on. Uh, you know, a center like Jokic might be able to take better advantage. Like, I don't know, you can't really play 25 minutes on the court and not see some, you know, matched up against Jokic. And I'm assuming he would take advantage a lot more than a guy like Marquise Chris or, uh, um, uh, you know, Omri Spellman did for Golden State. So I, I, that's the one thing that kind of worries me is maybe they don't want to throw him up against one of the league's best centers. Um, just kind of leads to badness all over. So I, I like it. I'll probably go for it in a couple of GPPs. Um, but on the Pelican side, there's you know I pretty much know what I want to do with them. You got to expect Drew Holiday is probable to play now. So I think that Josh Hart thing is kind of a little bit over and done with for me right now, especially against the Denver team that's really good at defending uh, the perimeter. So I do think that Lonzo is appropriately priced, especially with Drew back. So I'm really just going to be looking at Ingram, like you said. I don't really trust Drew Holiday's minutes right now. They kind of scare me a little bit. If you want to take a shot on Okafor, I think that would be the center that made more sense than Hayes just because, you know, as bad and slow as he is, he is a little bit more experienced. So I'm really just looking at those two primary pieces um, on the Pelicans and on the Nuggets is kind of where more of my interest is. Uh, I love Jokic in this matchup. There's no reason why he shouldn't absolutely crush, uh, you know, potential triple-double spot. You mentioned Barton. He's one of my favorite plays on the night. They just refuse to price him up accordingly. Uh, he's 9,600, but this guy's quietly averaging, you know, 25, 30 points every single game. 37.75 last game, 30. That one dud of 13, but before that, 34. So we're talking three out of four games with 30-plus uh, fantasy points, and he's 9,600. Great matchup, high-paced tempo. So he's another guy I have a lot of interest in. And, you know, Murray, he's just always that GPP tournament kind of guy. I struggle with getting him right. 
Um, I don't think his upside's all that high. He does have those random games where his shot just, you know, he can't miss if he tried. And then we're looking at 50 from him. But he otherwise pretty much floats around that 30-point range, and that's just not enough for me. So I'm really going to be limiting myself to Jokic and Barton, and I'm going to have a lot of both of those guys. Yeah, I am, I am too. I'm going to have a lot of Jokic, Barton, and Harris. Um, I like the shot distribution for Barton and Harris, 16 and 15, respectively, last game. Crazy that Jokic got a triple-double with on only eight shots. But, you know, he, he played 33 minutes. Um, so he's, you know, I mean, you can't argue with a triple double, but, and, and, you know, his, his price tag is high, but I just don't, I just don't think Okafor, if Okafor starts, which I think he will, I just don't think Okafor can really slow him down. I think Jokic is going to be able to do whatever he wants to do. And, you know, the other, the other lineup you could throw out there, you know, if you really want to get frisky on, on the Halloween slate and get spooky is, if you don't want to go Hayes for your low-priced center, you could play Jokic and Plumlee together on a tournament lineup. You know, it's not the it's not the the approach you want to take probably all the time. But Jokic, he could get a triple double in 28 minutes. And if Plumlee's running around in this high high high-paced game for 20 minutes, I like his chances of of hitting value. So, um, you know, Jokic. I think I'll probably have him in all my lineups along with Ingram. Yeah, I, th- I think those are just going to be two of the chalkier plays, and for good reason. There's on uh, a three-game slate, it's kind of hard to avoid two guys like that, especially when there's not a lot of high-priced guys we're really looking at. You know, if Trey Young was on this slate, we you know we'd be considering him. We'd probably consider a little bit more of the Heat starters if we didn't think this game was going to get out of hand. So it really kind of limits us, and you know, where are we going to spend this money? It's not necessarily like preseason where you want to leave three, four, five thousand on the board. Um, if you can, if you can get up and spend that on Jokic, and listen, I do like that call of playing both of them in the same lineup. And if you're not playing Jokic in any of your lineups, then you should be playing Plumlee. It's that simple. Uh, if, you, if you think Jokic is not going to hit, you know, his value in this kind of game, it's most likely because he's not playing big minutes. If he's not playing big minutes, foul trouble, or it's a blowout. And if in either one of those scenarios, we're looking at Plumlee seeing more court time. So uh, it just correlates to that to make that kind of sense. And you know, I, I think that's I think that's all I got for this game, Andrew. I'm ready to move on to the next one. I know you said you were pretty hyped up about this uh, late night hammer game. We have the <laughs> Spurs versus the Clippers at 10:30. Uh, pick your poison. Well, l- let me start with the the Clippers, I guess, because um, I know how, I know how much you like talking about the Spurs. So, with the Clippers, uh, we got to start with Kawhi, and I think Doc Rivers did him a favor here. We get, we're in the middle of a back-to-back with the Clippers. They're playing right now uh, at Utah. And so in game two of this back-to-back, it'll be the Thursday night Halloween game. And so he, what Doc did is he rested him on the beginning of the back-to-back so that he could go up against his old teammate in the, his old team in the Spurs. So I like that move from Doc. Kawhi gets to play at home against the Spurs. I think he'll be rested and ready to go and put up a big game against – San Antonio. So he's the other guy who's going to be in all my lineups. And I, you know, I've, I've started to put a few builds together and you can easily make, you can fill out your roster really well, even if you have Jokic, Kawhi and Brandon Ingram. So that's what I'm going to be doing. Um, for my primary lineups, I'm not, I'm actually not going to have probably any other Clippers besides Kawhi. But what I might do is 
Um, I might make uh, I'll do two stacks, two game stacks. One of the Nuggets and Pelicans, one of the Nuggets and Pelicans, and then one of the Spurs Clippers. So in that, when I stack that game, then I'll throw in Harrell and Lou Williams, and mash them up with Kawhi and hope that the game is close. You know, I noticed that both of these teams are in the top three in offensive efficiency so far this year. The Clippers are actually number one, and the Spurs are number three. So although they are sort of middle of the pack defensively, middle of the pack pace when you kind of average out the the team rankings, they're really you know they're really playing well offensively. So if this one stays close, we're going to get a lot of a lot of points, even though you might not on the surface think it. So if this game stays close, then I like stacking Kawhi, Harold, Lou Williams with at least Aldridge on the other side, and we can talk more about the other Spurs. But I like. I like Aldridge more than DeRozan. Yeah, I'm with you on the Aldridge over DeRozan. Uh, I'm in the same boat. You don't really ever love either one of them on any slate, but a three-game slate. I just think that you know Aldridge's floor is always just a little bit higher, and they have very similar um, you know ceilings as well. So uh, my favorite play actually on the Spurs side is just going to be a value play, simple one. Bryn Forbes, 8,500, um, just playing very well, and he's getting the minutes. I mean, he's averaging 31 minutes across the season. Uh, his lowest uh, fantasy point game so far this season, we're looking at a 23.75, his highest being just under 30, and he's a great value. So, you know, we're talking about wanting to get these three studs in there, being Jokic, Leonard, and Ingram, and I'm right there, and I'm right on board with you. So I think Bryn Forbes and a few of the other guards that we mentioned earlier, you know, Bembry, uh, are going to use. i got to use these guys to fill in the guard spots, and then, you know, if I want to spend up on another one, I can probably even have the money to get to somebody around that 13K mark. Um, in one of my utility spots. So I'm, I'm really just looking at Brin over there. If you wanted to play Derek White, I wouldn't knock you because I think that's a good value as well. Uh, but the whole Murray thing with the with the minutes limit, I'm on him on some games. Some games I'm off him. I've been, I've been pretty right so far this season on the games I've been on him and when I hopped off. Um, last game is the one I got off. He had some elevated ownership and he kind of had a, a you know, subpar game. Nothing that's going to break the slate. And, uh, you know, I was on him that one day. I coached him like I'm tooting my horn right now and dropped a nice 42. So uh, I'm, I'm, well, that's fair because I mean you you'll you'll admit when you, there's a guy that you just can't get right, and I, I do the same. So yeah, you should take that credit. Oh, I'm taking and running to the bank because I'm going to get him wrong the next <laughs> three times now. So I, I got to enjoy it while I could. He's a tough guy to get right. That's those are the guys that when you uh, when you GPPs. Uh, so I think he's always going to be kind of in play. But do I want to target him now? Patrick Beverly's across the other side of the ball. He's going to be guarding him a lot of the time. Um, he's not really known for his offense and. Actually, Murray gets a lot of his value from playing close to the rim because he's usually guarding an attacking point guard, so he can get those extra rebounds. And you know, Beverly's not going to give him as many block shots opportunities at the guard position. That's another thing Murray does very well for a point guard. He's very long and defensive oriented. We're talking about he's guarding a guy that might shoot four times. So a lot of that, a lot of that opportunity is kind of out the window with him as well. So, uh, you know, I'll just jump right over to the Clippers. And I think, like you said, play Kawhi Leonard. It's not hard. Back-to-back, playing former team. We're going to have the money. There's no reason not to play him. Um, he should be close to 100% owned. I think both him and Jokic should be 100% owned. If you really think you're going to get an edge by fading these guys, you're going to have to point somebody out to me that you're going to spend your money on that has more opportunity and a higher floor and ceiling than both of those guys because there's really not anybody on the slate that even in the realm of possibility for me. Um, so that's, I'm cutting it short right there, Andrew. I think that's just that simple. I don't really need to go dumpster diving for any of these Hawks guys. I don't want to really play Beverly. Um, Lou Williams and Harrell always in play, and I like how you mentioned stacking those two because they correlate very well together if you want to stack them. 
Yeah, I, I tweeted about that recently. It's my favorite stack of the season, you know, based on the early returns is Kawhi, Harrell, and Lou Williams because Harrell and Lou Williams play more like starters minutes, even though they're coming off the bench. And those three are always on the court at the end of the game if it's close, you know, along with along with Beverly. So and and they they run pick and rolls with each other. I mean, Lou Williams, you know, we all last year, that's all we saw in the fourth quarter was Lou Williams running pick and rolls with Harrell. But now now Lou will do it with Kawhi. And so the three of them are just, you know, racking up the, the fantasy points like crazy down the stretch. So I absolutely love stacking them. And, you know, I, I, I like your call on Forbes in general. He's just a surprise. I mean, if you haven't been paying attention to him, you, you really need to. And it's funny. Every time I open up the Spurs box score, you know, like after the first quarter, he's already got like eight or nine actual points. He just seems to get off to a hot, hot start. And you're right. He's really solid in terms of, of hitting that floor. So, you know, if, if he fits your build, then, you know, he could be a, he could be a value play. But, you know, back to this the playing the stars idea. Yeah, I just agree with you on Kawhi and Jokic. And then, you know, the only other way you might want to build it is if you if you sat one of them. Like maybe you sat Jokic because you don't you don't think he's going to quite hit value. He's not going to need to play 30 minutes. You know, then maybe you can get two of those 15K guys like Butler and Collins and, you know, hope that they play off each other and, and the Hawks kind of keep it close. But other than that, then I'm with you 100 100% with Jokic and Kawhi. All right, man. I think that uh, that pretty much takes us home. So uh, you know, as always, guys, if you could, when you get the chance, please go and uh, go on YouTube, go on iTunes, check us out all over the place. Give us a thumbs up. Uh, you know, rate, review, comment. You know, let us know if there's anything different you guys would like to hear. Uh, whether it's you know fun games that maybe you have that you want us to play, maybe it's insults you might have for a coach that I can use. I'm running out of some old jokes over here. <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to dive into the you know little Google old jokes. I think that's like the old thing to do now. See, that's what I don't get, Andrew. I'm getting old, man. I, uh, I you know I'm 28. No, I'm 28, man. But I got a bad back and I I live like a grumpy old man. So it's it's kind of <laughs> I, I have the characteristics and the mannerisms of a you know a 74 year old you know veteran. So so it's, what it's, are you what are you gonna be like on on Halloween night then? Are you gonna be are you gonna be out somewhere? Or are you gonna be sitting on your your leather chair? When trick-or-treaters come by and you're going to, you know, limp over to the front door with your bad back and hand out candy. See, I, I'm in like a twilight zone for Halloween right now because I have a younger sister who is, you know, she's pretty much like my daughter. I, I've been taking care of her for quite some time now. And, you know, she's too old to go trick-or-treating at this point. So that used to be my, my candy stash. Is that I would raid her when she got back and take all the stuff <laughs> she didn't like. And right. then I, I get no trick-or-treaters on my street, man. It's like kids don't even do it anymore. So I, I, I bought all these bowls of candies. I, I, I've been living in the same apartment for this to go on in my third year. And I think I maybe have given out three or four pieces of candy since I've been here. So I ended up oh, just having a big bowl of candy. Yeah, man. It's So I don't know what to do on Halloween anymore. Um, I might just you know be the guy that just scares people. Yeah, you know, hide in a bush or something when they walk by, scare them a little <laughs> bit. But that might get me arrested. So uh, I really got to weigh out my options here. Maybe I'll just uh, look at you my might just have this. You just might have, you might have to just stay inside and watch the Spurs Clippers nightcap. I don't know what's going to be more painful though. <laughs> so yeah, but that, I think I think uh, at the end of the day, 
I'm just going to just enjoy some good old candy, watch some basketball. And that's where I'm going to take my time out to get some good uh, coach insults going. But like I said, guys, make sure you do give us a rate and review. Uh, and also, get us on Twitter. We're going to have to get a poll up, Andrew. I don't know if we're just going to get a poll. Maybe we'll just count up the people that comment back to us or whatever it is. But we have to we have to figure out exactly if this whole chicken suit, Joel Embiid, Carl Anthony Towns fight, what to make of it. Uh, I'm still lost on it. Uh, Coach, I already know he's doing his victory laps because Joel Embiid had a few more points when the ejection happened. So maybe he should be. I mean, at the end of the day, I think I just want to try to really stretch this out uh, and really not take a loss here. So I'm going to kind of stomp my feet and roll around a little bit until I get my way. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. I don't know where it's going to get me, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know, you know, price or points per dollar or if it should just be canceled due to the fight or – yeah, that's hard to. You're just gonna have to come up with the poll and you know come up with an out somehow, because um, you know the coach is gonna be slamming the slamming both fists on the table and saying it counts. <laughs> yeah, he's already doing it. I was getting <laughs> I was getting text messages off the wall. That's why I texted him back. I was like, "Yeah, it's a shame you're not gonna be on the show tonight, and you're not gonna have any chance to defend yourself on this topic." So, uh, <laughs> you know, there's your foreshadow. Just expect on uh, you know Thursday night show going into Friday. He will be coming with a vengeance, and actually, right now, I'm a little bit ahead of him in this uh, coach's challenge. What's he at? 33rd? He's ranked 33rd right now. Working my way up there, slowly but surely, at 20. Still climbing with some guy. I got Booker left and uh, Holmes left, so two good guys. Hopefully, they can catch me up a little bit. I hear you. Yeah, I got Rubio, Ubre, and Draymond, so I got three guys in this game, so I need... <laughs> I need some fantasy magic here to shoot up the leaderboard. Oh yeah, you're gonna be you're gonna be busting your way up there. But I think that's all I got, Andrew. You have any uh, last parting words for us before we go? No, that's it. Have a happy Halloween, everybody. That's it, guys. Happy Halloween. Catch you guys later. Oh yeah, one more thing before we leave. Follow us on Twitter. We try. We gotta get Andrew's uh, followers up a little bit, guys. So go get him. I'm not even gonna mention mining coaches. You guys have heard him a thousand times. Go follow Language Olympic. L A N G U A G E O L Y M P I C. I have to sound it out. It should be so simple to spell, but I struggle with guys. So that's all we got. <laughs> Take care. Take have care, everybody. Night. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.